Lochmiler Farm Ice Cream. As a parent, you want to protect your kids. You know you can't keep them wrapped up in cotton wool forever, but there are some things that you can do, like keeping their vaccinations up to date. Some childhood diseases are on the rise again, like measles and whooping cough, and they can cause severe illness. Childhood vaccinations can help prevent them. So, are your child's vaccinations up to date? To find out more, search online for NHS Vaccinations. Download the Pure West Radio mobile app from the App Store or Google Play. From Amroth to Amblestick. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. News for Pembrokeshire. I'm Kim Thomas. There have been 88 new cases of coronavirus reported in the Huelvar Health Board area on Friday, November the 20th. The breakdown between the three counties is as follows. There have been 64 new cases recorded in Carmarthenshire, 14 in Pembrokeshire and 10 in Ceredigion. This brings the total amount of cases recorded in the three counties by Public Health Wales to 4,025 with 2,821 in Carmarthenshire, 774 in Pembrokeshire and 430 in Ceredigion. In Wales as a whole, 1,020 new cases have been recorded. This brings total recorded amount of cases in Wales to 70,517. There have been 31 new coronavirus-related deaths reported to Public Health Wales. This brings the total amount of coronavirus deaths to 2,338. A case of COVID-19 has been confirmed at Milford Haven School. The individual has not attended the school site since Monday, November the 16th, and a small number of pupils have been sent home on Friday to self-isolate. Parents and carers do not need to contact the school to find out if their child has been affected. Pembrokeshire County Council, Public Health Wales and Hewilvar University Health Board are working with the school to ensure that all possible precautionary measures are being taken to minimise the risk of transmission of the virus. It is the second case in a school this week after one case was confirmed at St Oswald's in Jefferson. A case has also been confirmed at Pembrokeshire College this week. A Pembrokeshire teacher has been recognised as one of the leading innovators and influencers in the independent school sector. Vicky Brown, deputy head at Redhill Preparatory School in Haverford West, was a joint finalist in the prestigious I-25 award. The award is open to all independent schools and colleges across the UK. Vicky embarked on a project with her year three and four children, which resulted in helping to change the law, creating harsher punishments for those that injure service animals, called Finn's Law. The children's campaign was referred to at length in the House of Lords. The school went on to host a parliamentary month in which children aged four upwards had the opportunity to enter the world of politics. The children were visited by Lord German OBE and Stephen Crabb MP, as well as taking part in their own school election. In addition, the older children were invited to Parliament to meet the Finns Law campaign team and the dog that inspired them, Fabulous Finn. Earlier this year, Vicky was rewarded UK Parliament Teacher of the Year Award and the school are in the process of working on their next new exciting project. Campaigners searching for a Welsh Springer Spaniel missing for more than a year say they're determined to continue the search for her despite her story being dropped from a popular television series this week. Jacqueline and Heffin George of Newmote first noticed three-year-old Mabley was missing from their farm on the afternoon of October the 28th, 2019. It's believed the three-year-old bitch was stolen. She was in season when she disappeared with a litter of pups she would be valued at around £5,000. 
However, to her owners, Mably is priceless. Since her disappearance, they have maintained a high-profile campaign to find their much-loved missing pet and offered a substantial reward for her safe return. Their story was due to be featured as part of an article about theft from farms on S4C's Fermio this week. An S4C spokesperson said the production company involved was initially going to use photos and Facebook posts of Mably as her owner was too distressed to be interviewed on film. However, another dog owner in similar circumstances was willing to be filmed, so they used her story instead. They contacted Mabley's owner out of courtesy to explain that they wouldn't need to use the posts, she said. I'm sorry for the disappointment. That's it. You're up to date with the Pembrokeshire News. For me, Kim Thomas, here on Pure West Radio. Listen live at purewestradio.com. 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio. Let's get up, let's get on it, don't you? 
Saturday morning, it's Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. And between now and nine, it's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. So much to squeeze in to this first hour. Bill Kahn is with me. We're talking to Bill in just a few moments' time. We're going to look at the Bluebirds game with Haverford West County. We're talking rugby and Wales international football as well. That's all to come between now and nine o'clock for your Saturday morning. Let's get going with Pure West Sport. Well, a very good morning and welcome to Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. I'm Ben Stone and between now and nine, we look at some of the latest sporting stories from around Pembrokeshire and beyond and delighted to be joined in this first part of the show by our very own Bill Kahn. Morning, Bill. How are you this Saturday morning? I'm okay, yep, bright and early as usual, and it's lovely to see you at this time of the morning, mate. Good. Yeah, very good to be with you again uh, this morning. We, we had a, a lively show last Monday, and, and we, we've enjoyed yeah. doing those, those Monday shows with, with Gordon and Fraser. Gordon and Fraser, by the way, both coming up a bit later this morning. We'll be yes, talking good. rugby with Gordon and football with Fraser. But we've enjoyed those Monday night shows, haven't we? Yeah, they're good. And, and you know, there's honest discussion and interesting debate, and people are enjoying it around the county. And they feel, you know, because you read out some of the... Uh, things that come in on the social media and it's nice that people are listening to us live I've, I've had loads of people say to me go oh, we're really enjoying this new show breath of fresh air they all say how great you are like <laughs> well listen all the videos are on the facebook page um, and yeah. if you have a look for that pure west radio because we did a really good interview bill uh with john evans the coach of Tembi United RFC and I, I thought he yep. spoke so well about the the challenges that rugby clubs are facing around Pembroke at the moment. But what I, I thought was good, even though there are challenges and that he wants to be playing, he also puts across a really good community spirit in, at Tembi RFC, didn't he? It's the same in most clubs. I mean, when you look at the things that have gone on recently with the rugby, Milford United raised nearly £8,000 for uh, the NHS. Fishguard raised money for Shalom House, mm. uh, over 4000 Whitland to help raise funds for a young lady who's got breast cancer from the club and the NHS and a, a, a feely good, I think it's called, or feel good um, charity as well. They raised 12,000, Ben. Yeah, that's, that's some, good. you know, that's a real team and club and uh, community effort. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the way clubs are going at the moment is they have to deal with this slightly difficult time. And, and we, we've said before, you know, we're limited in what we can do. There'll be people listening who might normally do the park run at Colby or in Haverford West or 
on Milford Waterfront, he won't be able to do that at the moment. People are having to get by, but it's good to see that community spirit with our sports clubs. It really is. Well, listen, we're going to talk Haverford West County with Bill in a few moments. Back in action, obviously behind closed doors on the Bridge Meadow, but Bill will be uh, one of the reporters watching the game. So we'll talk to Bill about that in a few moments. We've got the organiser of the Pembrokeshire Indoor Cricket League, Peter Davis, joining us shortly as well to talk about today's cricket fixtures and just a bit about the the challenges of getting the league up and running he's doing a sterling job right now so we'll, we'll do that in a few moments time for this saturday morning on pure west radio man pembrokeshire is so lovely i just wish that i could go and see it all you know if only i could learn to drive hello Charlie James, your time has come. Who are you? I'm Simon Mottram from Fast Track Driving School, and you, Charlie, are coming with me. A real-life story of self-discovery, driving and Pembrokeshire. Fast Track Charlie, in association with Fast Track Driving School. Book a lesson at 01437 767 686 or go to fasttrackdrivingschool.co.uk for more information on their offers, including lessons for under 17. During lockdown, you might have been doing more exercise. Probably more eating. You've definitely been doing more listening. So now, as more shops are reopening, it's time to treat yourself and revamp your radio. You'll discover brand new stations, more music, talk, news and entertainment. It's as easy as upgrading to a DAB digital radio available online and in-store. From John Lewis, Curry's and Argos. Look for the tick on approved products. It means the radio includes DAB and DAB+. Find out more, including which stores are reopening where and when, at getdigitalradio.com. Love radio. Go digital. Folly Farm just keeps on growing. A new play area here, a new animal there. So what's new for this year? You can see two-toed sloths, tubby and light cap in the newly refurbished exhibit Tropical Trails. Little ones with energy to burn? (laughs) Then check out Wallaby Ranch play area. Worked up an appetite? Then a visit to the brand new sit-down, table-serviced, themed restaurant The Hungry Farmer is a must. Zoo, farm, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. Follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Search for Pure West Radio. Let's 
Sounding good for Saturday morning. It's Aswad and Don't Turn Around. A very good morning. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Radio. Don't forget to like our Facebook page. Lots of competitions, Pembrokeshire news and lots of videos from behind the scenes and some of the stuff that goes on during our live shows on Pure West Radio all on the Facebook page. And between 8 and 9 with G&G Builders, find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. We bring you Pure West Sport, and I'm talking to our very own Bill Kahn, who does a great job with the website pembrokeshiresport.co.uk. Big old pal of mine and a big part of our Monday night show as well, between seven and nine. Uh, we're going to talk about Haverford West County with Bill uh, right now because they're back in action today against Flint a week after having a match called off because of the COVID-19 outbreak, Bill. Yes, funny job. That was Kevin Druids and the game was called off before uh, with Kevin Druid's home because of some sort of uh, mismanagement of the COVID protocols in with Kevin Druid's. They couldn't come down and have a rest, couldn't go up last week because of uh, the, the pandemic hitting uh, Harvard West. But they're going to be back on today. It's a 2.30 yeah, start. You're going to be watching. How, how do you think the players will respond to having not played last week, Bill? I think knowing uh, them, I've spoken to Wayne Jones and he's full of confidence that the boys will be fine. Indeed, for one or two who are carrying injuries and will be treated for those, that enforced break might well do them good. And I can reveal, Ben, that the problem has uh, stopped in Harvard West. Let's hope for good. It can happen anywhere. Mm. And Wayne Jones tells me that apart from one or two niggling injuries they'll decide on the day with fitness tests, all the players are available. So that's... uh, Great news, but of course they haven't trained and they actually have been self-isolated until 12 midnight last night. And that's not what is perfect situation before a game against the side in Flint Town who are second bottom. They've only won two games. And you look at that on paper and think Hanford West should win. But there's no such thing as a should win in this section. It's very, very high quality and Hanford West will have to play well. But Wayne tells me he's been in touch on Zoom with all the players. They're all in good oil and they're itching to get out there, Ben. So that's good, isn't it? And, and they will feel they can win this game with, with Flint being 11th in the table. I know there's no easy games, but they've, they've really proven themselves the Bluebirds against some good sides in, in Barler and TNS recently. So they'll feel, let's get three points on the Bridge Meadow today and, and let's continue that, that good form and also get a bit of momentum going forward in, into the, yeah. the December fixtures. I think it's fair to say them played their best at home, funnily enough. That could be the coincidence in all the, the teams that they've played. But I think Wayne and his team would regard it as a disappointment if they came away with anything but three points. It really is important um, for that. I can also give you a bit more news a bit later on, Ben, about rearranged fixtures. That's very interesting. But as for the, I can report that today they have, uh, there's one slight concern which I won't confirm yet because I'm only just being told that he might not be able to play. All the rest, I think, are fighting fit and ready to go. And that's an, it's through an injury, that player. OK, what's the fixture news, Bill? Well, they've rearranged the fixtures because there have been quite a few games off this one-off. Uh, today, Pennebont, I think, uh, now have someone with the pandemic. So I think their game at home is called up, and I think that was going to be on Scorio. So they'll go elsewhere. I, I wouldn't. They'll be at Hanford West, but only to do a roundup ready for the Sunday show. But Hanford West have now got four games in 10 days, early December. And three of those are at home a Saturday, I think a Tuesday or a Wednesday, certainly a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and then the Saturday again after that. So they've got three home games in a week. Now, that's great for 
uh, anyone who's lucky enough to go in. But others will be able to see those hopefully on Scorio as well. So that's good. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, they'll be obviously behind closed doors, but they'll they'll be pleased to be on the the Bridge Meadow, and you're going to be one of the lucky ones, Bill, getting to have a a look at the game live on the Bridge Meadow later, aren't you? Yeah, I feel almost guilty about it, Ben. I go go there and I try to give as much news on PremiersSport.co.uk as I can. We do a match report, we do action pictures. Um, we have the teams, we have some quotes. I do a little thing I call Bridge Meadow Snippets as well, where we look at the, the lighter moments and the moments where people get a, a pat on the back, like the aged ball boys or the parents who are standing outside the ground watching the game on a hilltop because they can't go in. What dedication is that? And, and I'm looking for those sort of like nice little things as well. So we do try to keep people mm. informed. It's not easy, but at least they will see the highlights on TV. Yeah, indeed. And yeah, do have a look at Bill's website, pembrokeshiresport.co.uk for some really good Haverford West County coverage. Bill's going to stay with us uh, for a few more moments because we're going to talk indoor cricket next with the organiser of the Pembrokeshire Indoor Cricket League, Peter Davis. He's our guest for a Saturday morning and he's with us next on Pure West Radio.
Higgins and Mel C. And when you're gone on Pure West Radio. Good morning. If you're just joining us, I'm Ben Stone. Between eight and nine on a Saturday morning, we bring you Pure West Sport. And I'm in the company this morning of our very own Bill Kahn. And our special guest this morning is the organiser of the Indoor Cricket League in Pembrokeshire, which continues to go from strength to strength. But like so many sports right now, is facing challenges to get up and running at the Nayland Hub. And we're going to talk to Peter all about it because right now there's so much you have to consider just to get indoor cricket happening, Peter, isn't there? We have to brief every team before they arrive. We've got guidelines from Cricket Wales and obviously the Pembrokeshire County Cricket Club are involved uh, to ensure that we follow the guidelines. I'm very lucky that uh, Martin Jones, who is also mm-hmm. the council executive and Cricket Wales, has given such uh, valuable information to help us along. Um, also, the teams, uh, it's a little bit awkward starting and waiting to start, but the teams has come in and shown great patience and helping us out to adhere to the rules. Yeah, Peter, listen, I say well done, a huge well done to you and Martin. And you're playing now in fantastic facilities at Nail and Hub. Paul Miller's done a lot of work in ensuring that. It is a wonderful example of a top venue now, isn't it, for cricket indoors? You know, to, to see the actual indoor league being played it, and then other sports, football, um, there's acting classes, gymnastic classes, everything going on in the, in the hub at the moment. Uh, Paul had a great vision quite a few years ago. Um, quite a few of us in Nayland bought into it and uh, we've achieved a great venue. It's important, isn't it, Bill and, and Peter, for, for Pembrokeshire as a whole and, and for Nayland specifically to have a, a venue as good as that on the doorstep? Absolutely. I mean, in the end, I was went down to watch it last week. It was amazing. Pete and I had a good time with Martin. The, the lovely nature of the players, they're all thrilled to be playing. And we were worried that there would be like a little elite couple and then the rest by the wayside. But Pete, we watched last week's games. It was brilliant, wasn't it? The camaraderie, the willingness to get involved. And they've all gone nine games each and that's all down to this fella, Ben. Well, uh, I, think it, I think it was good that teams come in. Um, Pembroke Dock have been in before we played last Saturday, but with more or less a completely different side and a very young, a good side. They are enjoying it. The top of the league at the moment played 4-1-4. Johnson came in. They were good. Took them a game to get into it. Lost the first game, but won the second game, I think. And Sorry, they won the first game. Lost the dock in the second, but they thoroughly enjoyed their day as well. Mm. Um, also, Narbeth and Hundleton, who haven't played in there for a while. Uh, Hundleton have never been in there at all. They both came, you know, they came up against Neil and Day, who were Welsh champions, and even though they were well beaten, they thoroughly enjoyed it. What mm. do you think um, makes it so popular, uh, Pete? Because the, the Indoor Cricket League now that has had some real longevity in the county, why is it so popular each year, do you think? I'm, I might be a bit controversial here, but if you look at over the last few years, Halford West and Nayland have dominated a lot of Saturday cricket and have set the standards in the field and, and with some top-class players. And they hone their skills in the indoor league in the winter. And one thing that gets me a little bit is that some of our so-called elite sides in the county won't come in and have a go. So I take my hat off to the likes of Hundleton, Narbert, the Dock, uh, Johnson for coming in and giving it a go. I think it's worth saying, Ben, that in the last couple of years, it hasn't been a huge success in terms of numbers. I applaud Peter for sticking to his guns. He took it over mm-hmm. from Wendy Bradshaw, who had been brilliant, Pete Dungey. Yeah, and in, and, you know, 
and in the end, he's starting to pay dividends now. What I hope is there's 10 teams. They're all having nine games each. That's plenty marvellous. Yeah. Win or lose, they're getting cricket practice in the winter. I played when it started out, Ben. I loved it. It's a game, all right. You can say it's not the same batting, it's not the same bowling in one way, but it's using a bat, it's using a ball, it's fielding, it's working together. So, Pete, you are really pleased this year. You've got to say that, haven't you? Oh, delighted, Bill. Um, like I said, the whole ethos here, the camaraderie amongst everybody, they're enjoying it. And, that, and that's what we set out to do. You know, when we voted on the county executives and things like that, our role is to provide cricket for people in a good sporting environment. You've got uh, fixtures today, of course, haven't you? Uh, you've got Nayland, A, B and C and Johnston. Uh, what, what time are you starting this afternoon, Pete? We start at two o'clock and we'll be finished at five. Um, a little bit awkward with some of our fixtures, um, with 10 teams in one league, and the format of where we play three games in a day, we've got to have some teams will have to come and play one game per day or night. Mm -hmm. But we try to work that as best we can. Um, the two sides that travel furthest, Land Ryan and Narbus, we try to cater for the distance they come in and let them play first or second every time. The other good thing, Pete, because you've got three Nayland sides, you can manipulate that because I know the Nayland boys don't mind popping in for one game to help out because they're keen. I mean, your B and C sides are brilliant in their enjoyment. Do you know something else I love, Ben, about this centre? Peter would agree, I'm sure. When we were there last week watching, we had to wait for them to come out from the, for the Wales Disability Squad who are practising there. And it's going to be the hub of cricket in mm. West Wales. And a lot of that's the publicity that you've built up with the indoor, Pete, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's great. We've got, the, we got the, the disability sides there. Uh, the regional sides are booked in for training in the new year. Uh, there's been a couple of courses, um, coaching courses already. One was done last Sunday. I think there's another one this Sunday. Um, so that it's getting maximum cricket uh, coverage at the moment and mm. usage. Can I ask you another question, Ben? This is a bit controversial, mind Davis, so get ready. <laughs> Here we go. Now then, tell me, last week we saw Fraser Watson, well-known cricketing pundit, <laughs> jibbing out to play in there. Didn't pick there's himself. Three, there are three teams in Nayland at the moment, and I haven't seen P. Davis Esquire on the squad list <laughs> When are you going to be showing us your indoor skills by having a game, mate? My indoor skills, Bill, is a marvellous sport called darts. <laughs> Which is a sport, I yes. I dart it as a sport, and my wife will tell you, as a Gary Anderson fan, it is a sport. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely <laughs> agree with you there. And actually, yeah, Fraser did say that he'd pick himself as soon as Bill came out of retirement and turned out as well. And let me tell, I told you I meant what I said. I've played that game at a good level. He's never played. <laughs> and at 73, I'm fairly confident I could outscore him now. And remember the running between the wickets. All those Peter, quick singles. Yeah, Peter will tell you, he knows. Well, thank you very much indeed to Peter, doing an absolutely excellent job with the Pembrokeshire Indoor Cricket League. Thank you to Bill Kahn as well. If you have a look at his website, pembrokeshiresport.co.uk, there's loads of brilliant content about the Indoor Cricket League on there. Still to come, we're going to reflect on a really good international break for Wales, rounding off a successful Nations League campaign with a win against Finland, and we'll preview tonight's rugby as well. Wales need a win against Georgia. We've got Gordon Thomas coming on before nine to talk to us about that. It's 
it's Saturday morning and this is Pure West Sport. I've looked after my kids since they were born. Now they've got kids, I still want to look after them. I don't want them struggling to make decisions about my money or my health if I can't. So we made a lasting power of attorney. Now, if I can't speak for myself, they'll speak for me. It's a weight off for all of us, isn't it? Yes, mum. <laughs> <laughs> lasting power of attorney. Search your voice, your decision. At Teas R Us, our services range from one-off t-shirt printing and slogans to embroidered clothing and uniforms for business and clubs. Whether your design needs to look crisp and professional or it's just a bit of fun, our experienced embroiders and t-shirt printers offer high-quality products at very competitive prices. Remember, if your business needs to look like a team, we can help design a logo and embroider it or screen print it onto quality clothing. Clothing, especially on workwear or for sports clubs and schools. Personalised clothing from Teas R Us. We can take care of it all. Find us at Rumbleway Service Station New Hedges, 10B in Law Street, Pembroke Dock and Prendergast in Haverford West. Teas R Us. As a parent, you want to protect your kids. You know you can't keep them wrapped up in cotton wool forever, but there are some things that you can do, like keeping their vaccinations up to date. Some childhood diseases are on the rise again, like measles and whooping cough, and they can cause severe illness. Childhood vaccinations can help prevent them. So, are your child's vaccinations up to date? To find out more, search online for NHS vaccinations. This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire.
take that. Could it be magic on Pure West Radio on the air across Pembrokeshire for a Saturday morning? We've got Gordon Thomas joining us very soon to preview the Wales-Georgia rugby match. 5.15 kickoff. I think it's a must win for Wales in the Autumn Cup and we'll talk to Gordon about that very soon. But joining us right now is Fraser Watson and we're going to have a chat first of all about what was a really good international break for Wales with a draw against the USA to kick things off in the friendly but then wins against Ireland and Finland in the Nations League. Let's get Fraser's thoughts on that right now. Morning Fraser, how are you? Good, Ben. Good. And you're right. A good week for Wales. It really was, wasn't it? I think we, we spoke as, as the international camp got going uh, ahead of the USA game, which Wales drew. But they then moved on to beat Ireland and then backed that up with a really convincing 3-1 win against Finland. That was a really good international break for Wales. And those two wins in the Nations League were just what was required. Absolutely. And it, with so many good connotations from it, Ben. Obviously, they now go promoted into what would be Group A of the Nations League next time around, puts them in the top tier and heightens the chance now of facing sides like France, Spain, Germany, even England, dare we say it, which, which is exactly where Wales want to be. You know, it's also guaranteed a, um, a two-legged playoff for the 2022 World Cup. It's a complicated system, that one. You, you won't uh, do the mathematics of it now, but whatever happens in their group, they'll now only be two games away from that. And of course, they'll move up in the world rankings, which only mm-hmm. bodes well for future qualification tournaments. So, yeah. you know, for all the criticism the Nations League got when it first brought in, it's been really productive for Wales and, and others as well. I, I think you're right. Uh, I think that the games have, have been excellent. They've had that slightly more competitive edge to them. And, and you are right in the point you make. It, it's difficult to explain what it means, but the, the, the simple facts are that, that Wales are guaranteed a playoff for the World Cup in 2022. That must put a real buzz amongst the squad, uh, Fraser, and, and Wales fans as well, that the prospect of taking part in that World Cup. Absolutely. I mean, we've been waiting for World Cup since 1958, haven't we? But I think there's certainly excitement building now, Ben. I think uh, Wales has been getting results under gigs for some time, but the games have been quite stale. Um, you know, in fact, that, that Timu Puki goal on Wednesday night was the first we conceded in over 12 hours of football. So I'd be solid defensively. We hadn't really been utilising the weapons we had in attack. But there's a sense now we're playing with very much our own identity. And, and you looked at Wednesday night, the forward three of Bale, Wilson and Harry Wilson playing as the false number nine and Dan James. And, and it looked like an attacking force which had a plan and knew what it was doing. And although Finland did have the early red card, we need the context on that. The pace that Wales attacked was really threatening. And, and you have to hand it to Robbie Page as well. He, he was thrown in. Obviously, there is, a, there is a white elephant in the room as far as Wales is concerned at the moment with, with Ryan Giggs in the background mm. and, and what's going on with him. But, you know, they were 1-0 up at half-time against 10 men. He could easily have shut up shop. He didn't. He took off James Lawrence. He put on another striker in Kiefer Moore. He recognised that so many crosses were going into the box and they went on to win 3-1. So it was real positive from Page and it was a real positive performance and result. It was a good night for Welsh football, Ben. Yeah, I, th- I thought Rob Page conducted himself really well, actually, across the, the whole international break and, and the decisions he made worked really well. Remember as well, Wales have got to add Aaron Ramsey back into that squad. Who else yeah. do you think caught the eye during this break? Who would you say had, had good international uh, had a good international break, really, Fraser, in, in the squad because there were some quite impressive performances throughout. Really, well, we spoke about it before, didn't we? Um, the the concern over Danny Ward and the lack of game time, and in fact, he was fairly faultless mm. over the week, you know, and he even actually assisted to that early Finland red card, a superb take and punt up to get Wilson through on goal, which which led to the to the foul. Um, David Brooks, and this is another really you know, 
brave decision from Pegg. Hasn't had a lot of football through no fault of his own injury to one. Scored the winner in the mm. in the um, Republic of Ireland game and then didn't make the starting lineup for Finland. You know, it was a surprise decision, but you can't argue with the results. So quite a few came through. And of course, Joe Rodon, a lot's been made of him and his move to Spears. And, you know, he was given the, the captain's R band. He's really grown into that central defensive role now. And he really gives Wales an extra assurance at the back, you know, both in terms of defending and with the ball at his feet. He's going to be a real quality prospect, mm. which is good news for you, of course. Yeah, I think he's a he's a great player, and I, I think it was an excellent signing for Tottenham. I know I know you're you're a bit upset that he left Swansea, <laughs> uh, but you know he look, he looks a really good player. So yeah, I think things are looking pretty good on the pitch for Wales. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, let's just turn our attention to matters um, in Pembrokeshire, Fraser, if you, if you wouldn't mind. Um, last Saturday there were plenty of goals, um, plenty of games as well as Pembrokeshire's sides returned to action for for friendlies only. All obviously with, with no no people allowed to watch, very very limited. But what, what was the feedback you got from the clubs? How, how did that weekend go in terms of getting matches back on? Well, it was just ironic, Ben. There's you know, the rain came pouring down just after lunchtime, and with clubs not allowed to change and having to get straight back in their cars. I think there were some wet people afterwards, but the general consensus was as we expected. People were glad to be out there. Um, there wasn't much defending going on by all accounts, Ben. You look at um, Johnson went to a Brampton and won eight seven. Joey George with four goals there, one from 40 yards. Saunders foot beat St. Florence 4-0. There was a great double header between Nayland and St. Ishmael's. Nayland won 6-5 at home. St. Ishmael's in the second team fixture won 6-1 at home. And then we had Merlin's Bridge. And in perhaps one of the most notable statements of intent away from all the jokes about defending the goals was Merlin's Bridge beating Fishguard uh, 6-1. And new signing there, Scott Fearney scoring a hat-trick. And um, Joe Hall with him with two goals. Joe Leahy as well. That was a really signed positive result from them against what was a tough Fishguard side. But, you know, the women were back out there as well, which is great to see. We've spoken about that lately. Fishguard ladies had a hat-trick from Jasmine Reynolds. They beat Milford Athletic 7-1. So there were plenty of goals flying around, but that's to be expected it's in a way. You know, teams haven't, got, haven't had time to get used to systems and so on. They just wanted to be back out there. And remember, there's not so many linesmen now because they take up two of the 30. So yes. I imagine... <laughs> I imagine there were a couple of dubious calls in there too, Ben. But for now, it's just, we can't read too much into results. It's just great to see him back out there. And yeah. I know there's more pitches planned. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some delighted footballers in Pembrokeshire that games are back yeah. on. And just finally, um, Fraser, Swansea, sixth in the table, take on Rotherham, Liberty Stadium, three o'clock uh, today. How, how do you see that one going? Big chance now, Ben. They play, played a lot better than the one point from the two away games in Brentford and Norwich suggested. Um, they're looking settled and they're looking good. And dare I say, they're looking a lot stronger at this point last season. Play Rotherham today, Sheffield Wednesday at home, then on Wednesday, who are in mm. a bit of turmoil themselves. They've just lost Gary Monk, which Swansea fans know how that feels. Um, so you'd say there's a chance to put two big results in there and really cement the top six place. It's, I'd say it's a big four days, five days for Steve Cooper. Yeah, agreed. Fraser, have a really good weekend. We'll see you on Monday night between 7 and 9, but thank you for being with us this morning on Pure West Radio. No problem, Ben. Look forward to Monday. Certainly will. And I have to say that the Monday shows have been great fun. We we do the second half between eight and nine. And you can look at all the videos from previous weeks. If you just like our Facebook page, do a search for Pure West Radio, eight till nine, live on the Facebook page every Monday. Between seven and eight, we hear from loads of different people associated with sport in Pembrokeshire. And Fraser will be back on Monday, speaking to Natalie Walsh about her involvement in women's rugby. We've also got Bill Kahn speaking to Paul Miller about the Nayland Hub, which is the venue for the Pembrokeshire Indoor Cricket League. And Gordon Thomas talking to Graham Brockway about his immense career in kickboxing. All from seven on Monday 
on Pure West Radio. And Gordon Thomas is with us next, actually. We'll be looking ahead to the Wales-Georgia game after Banana Rama and Venus for Saturday morning. on Pembroke's Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.com.
www.radiolondon.co.uk. Really good to be with you this morning. Frank Talking coming up at nine. Brilliant Saturday morning show. He's on the way soon. But right now, let's preview the Autumn Nations Cup game between Wales and Georgia. And I know Gordon Thomas will be bright and breezy, despite the fact Wales have lost six games running. It's a really important game today that they get that win and put an end to that bad run. Let's talk to Gordon right now. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Ben. How are you this morning? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. And you'll be hoping for a Wales win. They, they need it, don't they, really? They need a morale-boosting performance after that defeat against Ireland. Yeah, of course, Ben. Obviously, they do. Um, we only spoke last week of the disappointment of the, the defeat against Ireland. And we both agreed that uh, Pivik would pick, pick a very strong side mm. to try mm. and boost the confidence. What's he done? He's done the opposite, uh, Ben, hasn't he? 13 changes, yeah. Yeah, 13 changes. Pivak has made 13 personal changes to the team that lost to uh, Ireland, 32-9 in Dublin last week. Um, Wales have suffered six defeats in a row, Ben, so we are looking for a morale win. He's brought in three, three new caps in the starting lineup, starting with Liam Botham, grandson of uh, Cricket great, Ian Botham. Uh, he comes in on the blindside flank. Uh, there's also a, a centre, Johnny Williams, comes in instead of Jonathan Davis. And scrum half, Kieran Hardy, comes in instead of his, um, uh, his compatriot, uh, Gareth uh, Davis, you know. So there's, those are the three new, new caps. There's a new skipper as well, Ben. Uh, Justin Tipperick has been uh, named captain. And... Only Liam, uh, Tipperick and Liam Williams are the only two to remain in the starting lineup which faced uh, mm. Ireland, mate. Mm. So, um, yeah, go on. Whole, yeah, wholesale changes, I, I was just going to say that. Do you feel he's, is, is this an unnecessary gamble from, from Wayne Pivak? It's going to go one way or the other, isn't it? Um, he'll, he'll have made all these changes and they get a, a good win, which they should do against Georgia. And I, I watched the England-Georgia game last last Saturday and you really have to say Wales should be winning today but if it was to go horribly wrong you think is this a necessary gamble what, what's your view on that Gordon? Well there, there's a few years until the World Cup Ben they're obviously looking uh, at um, various positions and new players to give them some international experience I, I myself thought he was going to go with a strong 15 which I said earlier but obviously he's sticking to his game plan and making sure that these uh, guys get uh, some international uh, game time which is very very important as we go to the you know when we go on in the next few couple of seasons you know it's a trans uh, it's a transition for Wales to be honest with you um, what's interesting is he's brought in uh, Callum Sheedy for his first test uh, his second cap at his first start at fly off and he's partnered with uh, Kieran Hardy from Scarlet the young scrum half there so that'll be an interesting Interesting partnership. Uh, they have actually played together before. I, I had a look. They played 12 games together in the English second tier club um, for Jersey Reds in 2017. So they will have a familiar feeling with each other, even though it's a new partnership, which is good. Uh, he's brought in Jimmy McNichol on the, on the wing. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's had injuries, but he, he seems to be fully fit at the moment. Also, 19-year-old Reese Zamet has come in on mm. the other wing, and that's his first start. From Gloucester. Gloucester mm. flyer. Uh, so, and Liam Williams has uh, switched to fullback, which 
is a familiar role for him and Lee Halfpenny must be rested. So uh, all the kicking duties, I would think, will be on uh, Callum Sheedy. So that's a big respons- responsibility for a young lad. Um, also former and, uh, and England under 20 centre, Nick, Nick Tompkin and Johnny Williams. Um, they're starting in midfield. Uh, Williams and Sheedy actually played for England last year against the Barbars in a non-cap game at Twickenham. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. blow me down, they're now playing for Wales. Mm. You know, uh, England's loss could be uh, Wales's gain, hopefully, in the future with that. Uh, the front five's an interesting one as well. Elliot D comes back in a hooker. He packs down with props Wynne Jones and Samson Lee, while Jake Ball and Seb Davis complete the front five. So no Alan Wynne-Jones as the, the main leader there. So they, they're going to try and, uh, you know, lead by example. I, I think Jake Ball would probably take that number up. He's quite experienced. Um, he, you know, it's going to be a, a tough, tough day in the office. Because Georgia, are no, uh, they, they're really quite mm. strong up front. And if we don't secure, you know, the set-piece play of scrummage and line out to give our backs a bit of freedom, we're going to have a really tough afternoon, mate. Mm. So um, Tipperick um, lines up in the back row alongside number eight, Aaron Wainwright, who normally is on the flank, but he's gone to number eight and Instead of Falatau, and young Botham is included for the first time, mate. Mm, it's in- interesting. And, and on on the bench we have our very own Sam Parry, Hooker. He's he's there, yes. and James Davis, uh, flanker. They're both part of the replacement bench. So hopefully they re um, they have a few more. Ca- well, they add to their caps tally for the. Yeah, game. I was going to say that. Good to see Sam involved yeah. on the bench again. So ho- hopefully you, yeah. you'd expect him to get some some minutes, wouldn't you? As as the game goes on, no, no doubt about that. Yeah, um, and- yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the selection of both of them is an interesting one. Only played 13 professional games and he makes his Wales debut today. Is it surprising that he's been parachuted in so quickly, would you say? Is there any concern about that? No, not really. He, he, he has played really well for the Blues and he has played well, well for the Wales and the 20s as well. So he has the pedigree. They know, they know his potential. Mm. They, they probably are throwing him in a little bit at the deep end, but the, the game against Georgia is the ideal proposition to see how he will go in the back row. And I'm sure he'd do, do great. I mean, Georgia have made five changes from the game against England and they, they will be really strong, uh, mm. Ben. They have a good pack of forwards and uh, it won't be it won't be an easy pusher over no. I don't think so anyway and eight of the starting lineup uh, play play their club rugby in France so they you know that's a high standard as well so they're no bugs at all um, they do want to get into the six nations so they want to test themselves but we've got to be realistic anything other than a, a pretty decent Wales win won't satisfy people Oh, definitely. The fans, they want to win and they see this as the ideal opportunity to put the, you know, those string of defeats behind us and put it in a confident display. And uh, I'm sure that Wales will uh, raise their game this afternoon. Mm. And uh, hopefully if they can get a few points on the board, settle early, they, they will grow in confidence as the game goes on. But if they keep losing their set piece like they did against Ireland this afternoon, then it could be a different, different story. The yeah. pressure will really be on. So yeah. I'm really uh, looking forward to uh, the 5.15 kickoff tonight, Ben. It should, it should be an interesting game. Obviously, I will uh, pin my hopes on Wales to win. I can't go... But, you know, it's not going to be... 
easy. It's not going to be an easy run, mate. No, no, it isn't. And and let, let's keep. You never know. Actually, with, with those thirteen changes, he may have called it absolutely right because that those thirteen players haven't experienced the last six games and have gone against Wales. So freshening it up might be a really smart move from, from Pivak. And, and we certainly hope that is the case. And it might just give yeah. them a bit of impetus, Gordon, with some of those new caps taking advantage well, of that. Because well, they've got well, no scars, pl- have they? No, those players have got something to prove, haven't they? They're coming mm. in, clean slate. And as you said, they have nothing to lose. They've got everything to gain. If they come off that pitch with, say, a 40, 50 points victory, then we'd all be singing their praises. Mm. But if they come off losing by, a, you know, 2015, oh my God, it'll mm. be, uh, it'll be a yeah. terrible blow for the Welsh camp again but I'm optimistic uh, uh, this evening that Wales will get the right result. Well listen, you're back with us on Monday for Pure West Sport between 7 and 9, we'll no doubt talk about this Wales-Georgia game, it will either be, wasn't he right to make those changes and wasn't it refreshing to see the youngsters in or it could be an inquest, we'll, we'll see which way it goes, <laughs> we'll see how yeah, it goes. Yeah it'll be interesting